Here the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go what I call behind the curtain. All the stuff that's going on in the wrestling world with wrestling news and rumors. We're going to be talking about why is Demolition, yes, Demolition Access Mask, not in the WWE Hall of Fame. And we're going to be talking about some WWE stuff, some AEW stuff, some New Japan stuff, that, and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. It's of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City. Guys, thank you for um, allowing me to be in your airwaves uh, one more time and to do another show. And today, we're going to be talking about all type of stuff that's going on, especially in WWE with, uh, with the SmackDown situation behind the scenes of what's going on every week there, according to WrestleTalk, according to Fightful Select. Um, every other social media about Vince McMahon showing up late to these SmackDown shows, uh, probably two, three hours before the show started, before the script is finalized. So there goes, guys. That tells you right there how much Vince McMahon care about his product. He doesn't care. And this is the reason why he looked like he looked a week ago in Survivor Series, looking all stressed, look like he hasn't had his sleep and whatnot. So, but before I start again, guys, this is the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, a partner of Fanatics.com, your one-stop shop for uh, your jerseys from any sport, meaning even football, baseball, soccer, basketball. They even got wrestling uh, gear stuff there. So you guys can check that out. Uh, go to my Twitter and hit the link on my profile and check it out. Again, this is also a partner of my show, The Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Also a partner of UnhingedSportsNetwork.com. If you guys haven't checked that out, you should go check the website, UnhingedSN.com, where you can find all types of podcasts in there, including mine. You got uh, Far Off the Bench. You got The Great Island Gallery. You got The, Day Dash, the J Dash Show. And plenty of other people there from all different types of sports. Go and support them uh, the same way you've been supporting me. But again, let's start off with the WWE situation. Again, um, Vince McMahon showing up hours before the show starts. And, you know, according to Dave Meltzer, uh, it says it's been reported to the scene bastard at last, which is Friday's um, show, was a mess. Which is becoming a habit for WWE nowadays. Uh, WWE didn't announce anything for SmackDown until 10 minutes, 10 minutes before the start of the show. What that tells you. So, as you can see, uh, and you talk about a guy who doesn't care about the product, of his product, 10 minutes before the show, you know, it said that he. It's reported that McMahon had arrived at 12.30 p.m. And it was said that no one knew anything until he arrived. So what that tells you guys, the man does not care about anything. About anything. So that goes to show you. Um, it's sad. It's really sad when you think about it when a guy who uh, supposedly he's supposed to answer to these investors who are invested to his company and when they ask him why the ratings are low this is what you get you know the ratings went low this week as far as smackdown uh they were a couple of a hundred thousand short and yeah people are gonna be like but it was the day after thanksgiving there is no excuse for him to show up at 12 30 and they don't deal with the scripts 10 minutes before the show it said that uh, Triple H was in the back dealing with the scripts and storylines. But then when Vince McMahon gets there, he has other ideas and he changes everything. Everything. So 
That is the problem. So the matches that were announced that night was Otis versus Ken Corbin, Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn, the Street Profits versus Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode. Uh, the first of those didn't even happen. So, I it, mean, it, it, it's just it's just mind boggling. And again, he arrived at the Thunderdome at 12:30 and was said no one knew anything until he arrived. And what that tells you. That you got 36, 40 writers writing down every little thing that for this show, and he comes, and he just destroys it. It's it's, it's uncalled for. It's not something that you should be doing at all. I mean, um, and then the best, the bad part is that then you got you got wrestlers that some of us podcasts will go and be like, oh, he sucks, whatever, but. It's the writing. It's the stuff that this man does. He's the one responsible. He's the one that say a match should go four minutes. We could go 10 and 15. It could be more quality. You know what I'm saying? You know, even though they say quantity is not, you know, quantity is, is, is not better than quality, but you can't put two guys in there and wrestle for four minutes and the match is over. You know what I'm saying? Um, and right now, as far as SmackDown is concerned, they, they really don't have anything going. Uh, as far as um, as storyline, the only storyline right now that's hot right now is the Roman Reigns with the Jay Uso situation. You know, he's he's making it great. He's making it great, and there with Paul Heyman next. And Paul Heyman probably is the one behind the the, the Roman Reigns um, promos and all that. Um, and now we find out who is the one that um, Roman Reigns is going to face at TLC. And that is Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens should have been given a title shot months ago, years ago. He is the former Universal Champion. I think he was the second second Universal Champion, if I'm correct. And he had a nice little run back then. It wasn't until they put Oldberg in front of him to beat him in three minutes that they took the belt away from him, which is another embarrassment that they did. And it seems like every these bad... Uh, not bad, but uh, these title rings that these wrestlers had that they could take it to the next level are all have been taken from Oldberg. And I'm going to call him Oldberg because that's what he is, Oldberg. I lost total respect for him because of what he did to Bray Wyatt uh, um, this year, matter of fact, at Saudi Arabia. Three minutes, and, and, and you know, he could have barely picked up Bray Wyatt for the jackhammer. Come on. This is, not, this is nothing new. And speaking about that, uh, now there's word with the TLC. The TLC pay-per-view will not be in the WWE Network. So now if you want to see the TLC, you got to call for money. Now, who in the world is going to cough up $65, $75, whatever the pay-per-views are now, to watch TLC? Who's going to do that? And... That is the rumor. Well, I don't know if it's the rumor or they are going to do it. Maybe they change their mind by the time TLC come around. But that's what they're saying. That the TLC will not be in the network. So McMahon has the ball and the audacity to come out of nowhere and talk about, oh, I'm going to charge you $75, $65 for a product that has not been good for the last year and a half. You want me to cough up $75 to watch TLC. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? To watch what? To watch Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns? I could watch that in Raw for free. And it, we don't even know what are the cards uh, uh, this in in um, for TLC and none of that stuff. It, it just it's just ridiculous. It goes to show you that McMahon just be playing his the his his following. Let me put it the following, because there are people that whether I'm here telling you what's wrong with WWE, they still follow. WWE and think that you know that the rest some of the wrestlers in there are great like Billy Kay I heard Billy Kay supposedly spelled wrestling wrong what I don't know if that was a, a, a gig or they were making fun and trying to make her look stupid but still so, I mean she she looked stupid when she was doing the iconic thing with paying Royce now you're going to make her look like she's a dumb chick from England or whatever and she can't spell I hope that that's not that's not what they're doing, even though she can't really wrestle and that she needs to more, uh, she needs more seasoning 
as far as a wrestler is concerned. But then again, we're talking about WWE. They're going to make you wrestle the WWE way, which is not great at all. There is no other, you know, no other way to 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 talk about this. You know, speaking again about another star who had a fallout affair with Vince McMahon. So you remember I Friday I did a podcast on my YouTube channel and I mentioned where is Lars Sullivan. Now I'm not a big fan of Lars Sullivan because of what Lars Sullivan, his, what he's carrying, carrying a big black cloud over him. I mean, even when he got suspended, he uh, uh, first they were saying he was doing some some crazy movies back in the days, or I don't I don't recall whatever he was doing some crazy stuff. Uh, I think he even used homophobic stuff on, on Twitter. I'm not, I don't I can't remember, but I know the last thing when Lars Sullivan came back. The black cloud that was hanging over him was him sending explicit pictures to some yoga instructor. And she had told him to stop doing it. Yet, WWE still brought him in to beat up um, Chad Gable. And, and the only time they since he's been seen was when he wrestled Chad Gable where uh, was Shorty G and they changed his name. After that, you have nothing to start Lars Sullivan. Well, according to WrestleTalk, they saying that uh, Mr. McMahon... Uh, he lost his. Uh, actually, he, the star fall, fall uh, has a falls out of favor with Vince McMahon. I'm over here. I can't even hardly talk. I said that uh, Vince McMahon decided that he's not going to push anymore, despite be, being high on, on him not long ago. Um, and this time, it's from Ringside News. Is Lars Sullivan who has fallen out of favor with Vince McMahon? The site has been on money with reports as of late. So um, the report knows that WWE has nothing. For Sullivan right now. And my man isn't even asking for him despite bringing him back for what seemed like a start of a big push just a couple of months ago. Sullivan's return wasn't without controversy as his accident in the past as well as new incidents came to light led to fans criticizing WWE for using it. But, hey, I don't know why he lose favor because, hey, you don't you got Velveteen Dreams still in NXT? That's another guy who has a black cloud hanging over him. And WWE acted like, oh, just you know, that's no proof, really. Uh, we did investigation, really. Did you call the victim? No. So it's all WWE is trying to save face, like they usually do, on these situations. And you know, I, I don't. I, what else is to say? This is nothing new, nothing new, you know. Um. So now. Let's talk about the last thing right now when it comes to WWE. We're talking about Ron, Braun Strowman's WWE future uncertainty. Now, Braun Strowman was pissed off because he claimed he got he had that they had the nerve to suspend him. Um, he tweeted out something back in I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday when he claimed that they were playing politics behind the scene. Here's the problem that I have with that. Um, they first they were gonna put him in a, in a in a match where Drew McIntyre for the number one contention again. What has Braun Strowman done since he arrived in Raw? He's been doing nothing. He was part of a tag team or a team of Raw team for Survivor Series, and they pretty much um, decided that because the tag team won the match and whatnot, uh, we're going to. Um, we're going to um, reward him with a title match. Well, supposedly Monday, we, you all, we all saw what happened Monday. Those who saw Raw, uh, supposedly Braun Strowman attacked Adam Pearce, a.k.a. the general manager, but WWE doesn't tell you that. And he got escorted out of the building. They claim he got suspended. And then there was... Uh, Reports back and forth during the whole week that it could have been. I mean, sometimes when it comes to Dave Meltzer, you can't believe everything Meltzer tells you. But they were saying that he had a knee injury, and now the this morning there's a report coming from Wrestle Talk also and other outlets that he doesn't have a knee injury. It's a cover up. So we don't know if it's a cover up or they just don't want to give him. They don't want to give him the title match. 
Because right now they plan is having a three-way coming up this Monday with Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, AJ Styles. Um, for the winner of that gets the shot at a number one contender to Drew McIntyre for TLC. So we don't know what's going to happen unless one of those three con- three wrestlers or one of those wrestlers wins the match and then Braun Strowman attacks him. Now, if you try to bring Braun Strowman back the way he used to be when he first came in, y'all are three years, four years late. Because he had that momentum and WWE just snuffed it out of him two or three years ago. When he had those matches with Brock Lesnar for the, for the world title, uh, that got snatched away. The Chokesland Wrestling Report is an official partner of Fanatics. Fanatic is the one-stop shop for any football, baseball, basketball, NHL jerseys. So this Monday is Cyber Monday, and it starts Monday with a 70% off site-wide. And if you guys buy any merchandise, you'll get 70% off site-wide. Also, for all you wrestling fans on my podcast, all my fans, there is... Uh, they sell wrestling memorabilias and autographs. Right now, they have the Undertaker's Fanatic Authentic Autograph, 16 by 20s. Uh, so, guys, you could go check that out. Uh, so, get your hands on this once-in-a-lifetime autographs that may be gone forever. Of course, you guys know the Undertaker retired a week ago. So, this is your chance to get autograph signs, uh, authentic autographs from the Undertaker from Fanatic's. Again, Fanatic, your one-stop shop for any sports, memorabilia, and collectibles. And we're back. So now I want to talk about a topic that crossed my mind the other day because I happened to be online checking, looking for stuff, and then all of a sudden I bump into this article about demolition. Now, many of you young fans that probably are been watching wrestling parties from the Attitude Era to now, may not be aware of Demolition. Demolition was one of the greatest tag team in WWE in the 80s. Um, They held the WWF tag team belt on three occasions. Um, And that team was broken off due to an illness that Demolition Axe caught on while in with his wife. We went to a restaurant and he got sick. He got an allergy, a reaction, and that's what they brought in. Crush, a.k.a. Um, Brian Adams, who was part of, uh, he was also called Crush, I think, or Smash, whatever the hell it was named. Crush, after Demolition broke up. And he was part of the NWO, and he was part of Chronic, if you guys remember that tag team in WCW. Uh, so, I'm looking at this article, and they're talking about, um, or Edie. Bill Eady, who is Axe, talks about um, how WWE kind of pushed, did the panic button when he got sick. He said his whole situation developed when he used to travel back and forth to Japan as Mass Superstar. Now, again, if you guys want to know about Mass Superstar, Google it and it'll tell you all his story, who he was, and that was Axe under a hood. And he talked about how he, when he used to go to Japan, he used to eat, you know, shellfish. I mean, he used to make 40 trips anywhere from two to four weeks up to eight weeks over there. He said he consumed shellfish and sushi, and he developed an anaphylactic, anaphylactic reaction, shellfish and iodine. He said just before one of the WrestleMania, him and his wife went out to eat dinner, and he had shrimp. And had an allergy reaction, and he almost died. And he thinks that Vince and the Orphan, unfortunately, were, were, they were popular at that time. Because I remember that they, were, they had just defeated uh, Andre the Giant and Haku for the WWF Tag Team Champion WrestleMania six, And that's when he got sick. Uh, he claims that he was out for six weeks and that he had been cleared by a doctor and to resume activity. But... Vic McMahon went and pushed the panic button, and they contacted Crush and brought it in as a substitute. He said he, they think they jumped the gun, and I, he thinks that it will have settled down if, and Barry was not effective. But Barry means smash. 
but a month or two off because they were running as rag. But by the time everything will have been okay, and we could have continued to do the run. But once everything got into swing, we couldn't keep up with it. And I don't know if we will have another title run or not, but I think that w that we could have continued. They heard the fans cheering for us when we were healed, and they thought, well, these guys are getting cheered. We got to make them baby faces. No, you don't. Control the fans and control the crowd. We could have been coming out of a heel locker room for another year and a half, but there again, they jumped the gun. He said WWE do that quite often. <laughs> that's not nothing new. That's just 30 years later, it's the same thing. They still jumped the gun. You know, um, so he said, um, not only in WWE, but a lot of promoters and bookers do that. They listen to the fans, and instead of guiding the fans, they think that the fans are pushing them, so they may take on that. And they said, Demolition is still finally remember for what they brought to the ring and asked about the concept of the real team is locked on some people. They are notable exceptions, but overall, acts feel like some team are put together. Anyway, so here we are. Uh, Axe and Smash. I remember when it first came, uh, it wasn't Barry Darso as a Smash. It was uh, Peter Connelly. Peter Connelly was Moondog Rex. But WWE went and they repackaged him as a... Uh, of, uh, he was a Moondog. They repackaged him as one of Demolition. That only lasted about two weeks. And they took him out. And of course, Peter Connelly lost his life last year. Um, um, so... Bite, they put smash. This tag team was often criticized because they would say they would knock off to the Raw Warriors. I mean, even myself, I was a big Raw Warrior fan, always been, always will. Uh, when I saw them, I was like, I look at it, who, who are these fake Raw Warriors. But as time went on, they showed that they were, um, they were not to, to mess with. I mean, they beat Rick Martel, Tino Santana for their first world title ring. They lost the belts to the Brain Buster. It was Tully Blanchard and Art Anderson, and they won it back. And they lost the belts again to Andre the Giant and Haku. Yes, Haku, the father of Tamatanga, Tamagaloa. And then they won it back in WrestleMania 6. And then they lost it to the Hart Foundation in 1990. But what's funny is they are the longest, longest, the longest, Reigning combined tag team champions. Their first reign was 400 something, 70 something. Of course, you're going to say, well, New Day passed that. Yeah, of course, New Day passed that when the WWE tag team scene sucks right now. And you only do it for popularity. And you figure, hey, um, let's keep the belts on these guys because the tag team scene in WWE sucks right now. And they never had a tag team scene to begin with the last five years. And you cannot come and tell me that, oh, they had the Hardys. They had Luke, Luke Garland and Anderson. And Tactics Division sucked. Even with FTR in there, they sucked. Okay? They sucked. So if you want to give New Day their props, they've been 10 times champion because the tag team titles don't mean shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? Don't mean nothing because now there's two tag team belts. Um, actually, well, two set of tag team belts. The SmackDown and the Raw. So to me, those tag teams don't mean nothing. The WWE or WWF belts back then with Demolition, British Bulldog, the Hot Foundation, the Royal Warriors, all these guys held those belts. Those are the, the main belts. So, and the fact that you, the WWE does not have Demolition in the Hall of Fame is a disgrace. And it goes back because Demolition uh, acts did a, a lawsuit trying to get the name Demolition, which he lost anyway. So McMahon, of course, being petty, decided that, no, uh, the role, or not the Warriors, the Demolition will never be in the Hall of Fame. This is, the, I mean, Smash even said that they got to get money together just to get in. These guys don't even get invited to the freaking, to this uh, event. The Hall of Fame in WWE don't mean shit anymore. You don't have Big Van Vader in there. You don't have um, what was it? You don't have Demolition in there, and you got countless of others that should be in the Hall of Fame in there, and you don't. Instead, you got guys like pff, Donald Trump, really. What well, he's done for wrestling, and you're gonna be like, oh, but that's a celebrity part. Again, WWE with the celebrity, whatever the celebrity should not be in the wrestling ring to begin with. I'm being realistic. I don't give a f rat's ass what anybody else thinks. Because in reality, some people 
are the reason why wrestling the way it is now. Because you allow shit like this to happen. You know what I'm saying? You know? Oh, who, who's the other guy? I forgot who's who's in there. There's a bunch of celebrities there. Mike Tyson's in the Hall of Fame. You know, just because he came out one WrestleMania. So he's Hall of Fame. Mr. T. You know, it's, it's just ridiculous. You know, Mr. T didn't do nothing. Everybody said, well, he was the rest, first WrestleMania one. Yeah, but what did he do? Hulk Hogan carried that whole match. You know? So, it's it's just a disgrace when you got guys like Demolition, team that won three times WWF Tag Team Champions, okay, who took that tag team division to another era of the matches with the Bulldogs, the, the Hart Foundation, the Rockers. Um, I could go on. The Killer Bees, the Ruggio Brothers, and they're not in the Hall of Fame? This is ridiculous. This is this is this is stupidity at its best. And again, the old man is not in touch with let's put it this way. If you cross his, cross him, now he wants to act like a little petty ass old man. Okay? Kind of remind me of somebody who's right now in the White House and wanna act petty. You know, but I'm not gonna touch that subject because that's politics. But that goes to show you rich, petty ass people. If you hurt their little feelings, now they want to go and go after you. And now they, because it's ridiculous. I'm telling you, there's a lot of wrestlers in there. I mean, look how long it took Randy Macho Man Savage to get into the Hall of Fame because of the rumors that were going around that he slept with Stephanie. What about China? China didn't go in by herself. China is the first woman intercontinental champion. But yeah, they won't put it in because, oh, you don't want your kids to go and do search on Google and, and uh, how you call it, um, pornographic stuff comes out. Oh, but ain't Sunny in the Hall of Fame? And she done pff, the worst. She's getting locked up constantly. She's a crackhead or whatever she is, a dope fiend, whatever, alcoholic. But yeah, they still got her on the on the Hall of Fame. So it's. It's, 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 you know, it's stupid because you, one minute you're like trying to, oh, I can't do this because this person was doing that, but I'm going to allow this person to come in. Again, stupidity. It's stuff that you you have to think about, like, how is it the demolition is not in the Hall of Fame? I want somebody to explain that one to me because that's, you have nothing. These guys brought it. I mean, they even faced off one time in 19, I think it was 89, I think it was. They faced off in, at, a, at a Royal Rumble. One-on-one. They didn't care. They went at it. And Axe, Axe was like a mass superstar. Mass superstar was no joke. Even in Japan. Even in the NWA. I remember him wrestling Bob Backlund back in the days. And, and yeah, you guys be like, oh, you old. Yeah, I'm old, but I know my wrestling history. And y'all guys should go and, and Google it and check out all these guys, how the, 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 psychiatry, the psychology of the business. It's nothing the way it is now. Nobody sells. Nobody does that. These guys wrestle. Maybe boring because they were working on one part of the body or whatever, but that was the psychology of professional wrestling. And people don't like that anymore. Everybody wants the hype flying stuff, no sell. I'll give you three Canadian destroyers and you still get up. I'll give you a DT, you won't, you still get up. You know, the business has changed so much, but at the same time, a lot of it has to do with fans who are allowing a lot of this stuff to happen. You know, it's like watching a, a, a video game now when it comes to wrestling. It is sad that. Guys like that. I mean, that's why I love, I love FTR. FTR brings that old school mentality. They remind me of Tully Blanchett and R. Anderson. Because that's the way tag team is supposed to be. I sit down. I could watch a, a Midnight Express versus Rock and Roll Express. I could watch a Demolition versus the British Bulldog or the Heart Foundation. I mean, I remember that when Demolition turned face, maybe it was because they brought in the Power of the Pain. The Power of the Pain was another tag team. That it was Warlord and Barbarian, and they were knockoffs of the Road Warriors. But they feuded with the Road Warriors in NWA. But it was, even though they lack wrestling abilities, but they make it up with the ring psychology. And we don't see that no more. Everybody wants to have a great match. It's a seven-star match, six-stars match. And it's barely when you see something that everything else is just, I don't know what. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what. It's the same thing with WWE. WWE could build that, that, that tag team division. But they don't want to. They don't want to go back to those 
uh, Glory Days in the 80s when you had the Heart Foundation, the Killer Bees, the Ruggio Brothers, um, Demolition, uh, Strike Force, Santana and Martel. I mean, I could go on and on. Tag team back in days with the, 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 the thing. Even the Steiner Brothers came through the WWF at one point. You know? So, I don't understand. I just don't understand how, again, how Demolition... One of the pioneers in the WWF tag team division is not on, you know, on Hall of Fame. And especially what McMahon got paranoid because Edie, Bill Edie, the axe, got sick. He was out for six weeks. They brought in Crush. I remember seeing them, three-way tag teams. I mean, I saw them, I saw them team up with Mr. Perfect, uh, the perfect team. Against the Warriors, which was Ultimate Warrior, Kevin Von Eric, the Modern Day Warrior, and the Royal Warriors. It was the Warriors versus the Mr. the Perfect Team, because that's what they were doing. The Royal Warriors were teaming up with what then WWF Champion Ultimate Warrior feuding. Today's Choke Slam Wrestling Report episode is presented by Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant-based subscription meal kit that makes it easy to cook irresistible meals to fuel your body each week choose from an expansive and delicious menu of dinners lunches breakfast and snacks every box is an opportunity to learn and experience something new with easy recipes and fresh pre-portioned ingredients no shopping no food waste just globally inspired restaurant quality plant-based meal Get $30 off your first box by going to purplecarrot.com and entering the code potgo 30 at checkout today. That's potgo 30 for $30 off your first Purple Carrot box. Purple Carrot, the easiest way to eat more plants. And we're back. So now, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to go through the wrestling news and rumors. Stuff that's going on. Also, um, AEW. I noticed that they have an AEW Dark on Tuesdays. They keep increasing the matches for AEW Dark. And to me, that's good. AEW Dark has become like the mini NXT. A lot of wrestlers go in there and do their thing and whatnot. And um, so now they're going to have 17 matches coming up this Tuesday. Before the big Winter is Coming event on Wednesday. Which I'm really looking forward to that. But 17 matches to be scheduled on AEW Dark come Tuesday. So, Also, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. You guys got to start watching that. Um, I caught up a couple of episodes um, of, of that um, this um, yesterday. And New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong is, 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 is another uh, show that shows you all these upcoming wrestlers that most people don't see because they, they don't have access to seeing them every week. Um, of course, one of the main guys there that I, I have become very uh, familiar and is friend of the show is Danny Limelight. But there's also a guy there that really, really impressed me um, when I was watching it was uh, J.R. Crotus. J.R. Crotus is part of Team Filthy with Tom Lawler from MLW and Russ Taylor. And now they added Danny Limelight in there because Danny Limelight turned on Rocky Romero a couple of weeks ago. They just had a giant eight-man tag this past weekend. It was uh, Team Filthy, should I say. Um, you got Tom Lawler, uh, J.R. Crotus, um, uh, Kratos, because um, I'm saying his name wrong. I know I'm saying his name wrong. J.R. Kratos, uh, Russ Taylor, Tom Lawler, and Danny Limelight against Jeff Cobb, P.J. Black, uh, who was the other guy? Rocky Romero. Oh, my God. What's the other guy? Oh, uh, and Fred Rosner. Uh, Fred Rosner, you guys don't remember him. That's Darren Young. If It looked kind of funny. Cause I like, Look, these guys used to be part of Nexus, PJ Black, and Fred Rosner. So this that was a good match. Even though Tom Lawler caught Rocky Romero and put him to sleep, uh, they won the match. But the, it's getting interesting. You see a lot of the guys from New Japan in there. You see uh, Juice. I, I mean, that. The, the, the show is pretty good. It is fantastic. You want good wrestling matches? You want to see v upcoming wrestlers? This is the place to be. And yesterday, 
on Twitter, I put three of the guys that I feel that in 2021 are going to do major impact. And one of them, of course, is Danny Limelight. I've been saying that for, for weeks now. Papo Esco, the one-man Latin gang uh, who teams up with Danny Limelight as a part of the Bodega and J.R. Craters. This guy's a monster. Craters, Craters is like about 300 pounds, probably six foot five. I mean, he he dwarfed everybody in that match. Even he was one-on-one with Jeff Cobb. And Jeff Cobb in TV looks big, but he he, he towered over Cobb. But um, so you guys got to check that out. That's that's a very very interesting. Um, and I think if I'm if I'm right, JL Kratos is part of maybe the NWA Tag Team Champions. I could be I could be wrong about that, but it is what it is. You guys could check that out. You could correct that for me. Leave me a message on. Once you subscribe to my Apple Podcast or any of my other places that you guys like to listen to my show. Mike Bennett um, showed up uh, back in Ring of Honor. Now, you guys wonder, who the hell is Mike Bennett? Mike get, make, Let's try this again. Mike Bennett used to be Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis. They were part of that stupid storyline on WWE that Maria was, uh, well, she was pregnant, but they tried to prove that it was Russo, that it was... Uh, Rusev, and then Mike Canellis supposedly wanted to leave WWE. He had some drug problems, whatever, and then um, he resigned again for a five-year deal with WWE, but WWE let him go on Black Wednesday this past April 15th when they let a bunch of wrestlers go. So Mike Bennett uh, was part of the original kingdom and Ring of Honor back in 2015. The original kingdom back then was Adam Cole, Matt Taven and um, Mike Bennett were alone with Maria Canellas, and they were IWGP Tag Team Champions on several occasions in Japan. So Mike Bennett left Ring of Honor, landed in Impact. He uh, he was over there for a while. Impact did not know what to do with him. He signed with WWE. He got into some drug problems, and he was rehab. He rehabbed for over a year. He came back. He was losing matches. And then they went and they ended up putting him um, um, in a storyline where his wife was uh, his wife was pregnant, but he thought she was cheating. Uh, Rusev was involved in that, and then they took him out. So he got let go, and he showed up back at Ring of Honor because the original Kingdom got together this past. I think it was this Wednesday. I think it was or Monday. I don't remember when it was, but it was sometime last week. So the Kingdom are back because the the Kingdom that Matt Taven had is no longer available, and they broke up. So uh, he claimed that leaving Ring of Honor was the biggest mistake of his life. I agree with him because he should have never left my uh, uh, Ring of Honor. Even though Ring of Honor was um, not a big promotion, you might not get a lot of money, whatever. But what were you doing for the last year and a half in WWE? Nothing. They were not using you. They were not doing nothing. And this is what they did. They used you, abused you, and kicked you out. So, Eric Bischoff explained why he always hated the Abyss character. Um, he talked about that in his podcast. He claimed that the Abyss character was a knockoff to Mick Foley. I honestly thought that not, he was a knockoff of Mick Foley and Kane all together because that's what TNA uh, pretty much did with him. They, they turned him into this character. Even though his match was entertaining, was crazy, I never had a problem watching um, Abyss. I mean, he lost a lot of his matches. He was a gimmick wrestler, um, and he was some wild wrestler, too, because he did some crazy stuff like thumbtacks and all that stuff. And he used to love bleeding. But Eric Bischoff, I mean, he said he would have loved he would have loved him to take that off, but TNA already had made up their mind that this was going to be. It wasn't until he became Joseph Parks. Well, he became himself, and you know, the way you know the way uh, things happen, it is what it is. Alberto De Rio, who was accused of sexual charges, sexual assault about a couple of months ago, well, apparently his accusers charged, dropped the charges. So now, we as podcaster. Probably said a lot of crazy things about Alberto De Rio. Even though Alberto De Rio looks like the type of guy who's abusive, uh, 
the accuser is your apology. So let me guess. Let me get this. So probably some chick who probably was mad at him for whatever reason decided to press these charges on this man who now most likely his wrestling career is over. I mean, his wrestling career was over anyway, but, um, you know, especially with the thing he was having with Paige and all that stuff. But it is sad that now all of a sudden um, you have this man now behind bars for God knows how long for now to you said that it wasn't true and to drop the charge and then you apologize. That is not cool at all. At all. This is it's crazy. It's crazy, unrealistic. Like, how do you do that to another person? So now, most likely, he will be let go um, for whatever reason. So, I don't know. This is this is a wild, wild story I'm looking at here. And it's, it's just, it doesn't make no sense to me, to be honest. So, um, I don't know. Former TNA star Jimmy Rave, who wrestled in Ring of Honor, wrestled in Impact, TNA, whatever, teamed up back in the days with Lance Hoyt, who's now known as Lance Archer. Uh, I forgot what the name of the team, the Raven Rant, something like that was the name of the team when they were in TNA. Has his arm amputated and announced his retirement. This was very sad when I read this because, I mean, even though this guy probably was still wrestling, he's, I mean, he was arrested for so many years, and then the, for that to be taken away from you, his arm got amputated from his elbow down. So now he had to send out a tweet saying that he is um, done with wrestling after 20 years. So um, this is very sad. This is very, very sad. Um, well, you know, what What? What are you going to do now? You know, because when you're used to wrestling, and this is your, 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 your grind. And now that grind has been taken away from you. What are you going to do? What's your backup for uh, your next, uh, what do you say that? Your next revenue of income. You know, unless you uh, built a fan base through uh, Twitter, uh, not Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, open up a channel to make your money that way. But it's not the same. When you're used to, you know, um, traveling the roads with other wrestlers and all that. And now all of a sudden not that's taken away. That's a problem. WWE has a problem, and that is a flock of pigeons may cause problems in the WWE's new Thunderdome. So apparently, WWE is planning to move out of the M way and go to Tropicana Field. Uh, I think it's December 7th, I think it is, I suppose. Well, WWE is surveying the scene at St. Pete. and the company will soon be moving its setup from the M way in Orlando to Tropicana Field. Located about two hours south of I-75. And according to a report from Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WWE may face two issues in the new building. They were not present at the previous one. And that is, the less present issue is the acoustic of the trop. As you might guess from the name, Tropicana Field is normally home of the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. And the game of Bay will take much more room than basketball. This may lead to challenges for production team as the sounds from the show each will be Bouncing off, off the walls because that's a statement. All present is that there is a flock of pigeons living in the raptors of Tropicana Field, and fans of the Rays will know that sometimes they fly down, disturb the game. Will the birds attempt to descend of the matches like Sting attacking NWO? That's what according to what I saying. Or will they just leave the droppings of the audience, audience video screen overnight? The opportunities are endless, annoying. So WWE has to drop on December 11th. Oh, December 11th. For that week's episode of SmackDown, the wrestling world, I will be watching this here production. And the weekly show may change after the switch. Well, them going to Tropicana Field was not a smart move. Because that's what I was thinking. Like, how are you going to make a show there when you have, um, it's a baseball field. Things are going to bounce off from the walls. It's going to echo all over the stadium. So, this is what goes to show you. I mean, it's one thing if WWE was producing great product, great television, that you'd be like, oh, we cannot wait till next week. No, they're not doing none of that. Their product's getting worse by the minute. And I don't care what anybody says. The storylines 
are not on point. The only storyline that I care about right now is the Roman Reigns Jay Uso situation. You know, and that talking smack between Kevin Owens and Paul uh, Paulie Dangerously, or Paul Heyman, I like to call him. Um, oh, that's his real name. Goes to show you right there, and then that um, you know, they are gonna have. Uh, it's gonna be weird because now we're gonna be watching something where you're gonna ask yourself this question: like, okay, is Heyman turning on Roman Reigns, or this is a setup for Kevin Owens? But it looked at generally, I like the whole promo, or I don't know if it was a promo, but they talked from the heart on talking smack yesterday between Kevin Owens and. Um, Paul Heyman, it was great. It was good. It was heartfelt. I mean, I mean, Kevin Owens should be should have been more more big than what he is now compared to where he was in Ring of Honor. He was creating chaos for three or four years in that company, and here they have him. They created chaos in the beginning, and he has not done nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's another guy. And my last story of the day is the Thunder Rosa situation. Thunder Rosa. Uh, spoke about the 2020 Pro Wrestling at least the top 100 list. Thunder Rosa came in number 14 behind Shayna Baszler, Jordan Grace, and Rhea Ripley, which is a freaking shame. Because Thunder Rosa was the NWA World Champion for almost six months. Okay. Meanwhile, even though Baszler, I, I can agree with Pat Baszler being in front of her. Jordan Grace and Rhea Ripley in front of her? No. That's, that's a no. That, that whole... PWI top 100 woman was a freaking mess, you know. Um, same way that they put the top five women with WWE wrestlers. Uh, they put what was it? They put Bailey won it, which is I mean respectable. Then number two was Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has not wrestled for over five six months, so I don't know. Some people were like, "Oh, it's from October to October." She didn't wrestle. She didn't wrestle for five months before the, this October showed up. Same thing with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair has been out for almost six months, but she was number four. And then Sasha Banks, number five. And Sasha Banks should have gotten better than that, but they've been treating Sasha Banks like crap till now, till lately now, that they gave her the belt and she's able to defend the belt and hasn't lost in her first title defense because that's what they did to Sasha Banks. So with Thunder Rosa situation, she said she was not, because the voting period is from October 1st, 2019 to September 30, 2020, and was based on win-loss record technical ability, influence on the sport, success against the highest degree of competition, success against the most diverse competition activity. And here's my problem when it comes to Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch won the women's title last year for Ronda Rousey in WrestleMania, and she defended that belt only with Lacey Evans for three freaking months. What type of competition was that? Come on, stop it. So she spoke um, in Woman Wrestling Talk, and Rosa gave her thoughts on where she was ranked. They interviewed me. I was very clear. I told them it was shameful of them because I was working my ass off just because I didn't have a title, that prestigious title on me, or I wasn't on TV, top TV show. Didn't mean I didn't know my worth. I know my worth from day one. I knew from day one when I lost the $3,000 talking to my husband that we are going to make it far and we are going to make it big. I knew that. I knew that when I was having matches with the not very talented talent that people were telling them. What? That didn't make no sense. I knew that was when I was having matches with the not very talented talent that people were telling them, telling them. That was the best match ever they ever had. I knew I had something going on. Waiting for that alone to be number 14 or be recognized. It was kind of shameful, honestly. Having a number on a ranking system or not having it didn't mean anything to me. I already knew who I was, and I already knew what I could bring to the table. And I've shown it over and over again. It's just reinforcement. My work is being noticed, and it's paying off. But like I said, that doesn't define me. And I agree with her. Number 14, that woman should have been top 10. They had Tessa Blanchard in the top 10. Tessa Blanchard won the men's world title and did not defend that belt, not even once. She didn't even lose it. She forfeited. She defended it once, and she forfeited. Yet, Tessa Blanchard, I haven't seen her step in the ring. Probably she fought Kylie Ray, who's now, now no longer a wrestler. That was the last time they re she wrestled. Once since she won the belt. Yeah, okay, you can say about COVID. Okay, but there's a lot of females still wrestling to this day. 
during that period of time that I just said October 1st of last year to September 30th of this year, and yet you guys, PWI, go and give her number 14. Are you crazy? The woman was NWA world champion. Not her fault that she can't defend the belt when the, her company is closed. But she went to AEW, had a great match. I think it was double or nothing with Sheeta. If I think it was double or nothing with Sheeta, or was it Sheeta double or nothing or all out? Matter of fact, it was all out. And yeah, you give a number 14. I don't understand it. Anyway. Well, guys, this is it for my show today. Um, I want to thank those who have been supporting me. And um, if you guys listen to the show, I'm available on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcasts, any audio podcast you guys like to listen to, including Amazon Music and Podcasts. So Amazon Podcasts, I'm in there now. Uh, also, you can check out the ChokeslandWrestlingReport.com. You can find all my audios in there. Check me out on UnhingedSportsNetwork.com. Check out the more audios there. You can, guys can listen to my shows on Friday, Monday and Friday from 12 to 1 on Airtime. On, on, put it this way, UnhingedSN.Airtime.Pro. You can check out the, the shows there if you want to hear it because you don't get to hear it. There's an encore. I got a list of encores on my, twi- uh, my Twitter page. So check that out. Check out my YouTube channel called The Chokesland Wrestling Report. I got all my my links there, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, uh, Twitch. You can find me everywhere there. So um, check, check out the channel. You can subscribe to it. Hit the notification bell for all new uploads. I'm on the trip to 100 subscribers, guys. So help a brother out. Get to 100 subscribers. Uh, we're trying to grow this brand. And hopefully you guys, with your support for the last year and a half or a year, um, you guys can actually help a brother out and to increase his uh, fan base and, you know, share it with your friends. I mean, and and subscribe to the Apple or Spotify or any of the podcasts. And so then you can leave me your, your comments, your thoughts on the podcast. I will gladly appreciate it. So for that right now, guys, um, again, stay tuned for the Chokeline Wrestling Report. For the next year, I have... Shirts made. I'm going to have a, web, a website where I will be selling those shirts coming soon. I will be posting those shirts by next month so you get an idea of what I'm going to be selling. And again, I appreciate everybody who have been supporting me, even across the pond. 